Good morning and welcome to the Hibs Observer Sunday debrief with myself, Liam Bryce, joined as always by Patrick McPartland. Uh, as we look back at the, the good, the bad and the ugly from a really kind of strange game at Rugby Park on Saturday, Hibs coming from two goals down to draw two each with Kilmarnock and a, a kind of an odd reversal um, of how this fixture panned out the last time between these two teams in Ayrshire. Um, Patrick, I'm not too sure where to start because it was just it's a really strange game. It's it would be you know I don't think you could really call it a game of two halves, but it, it, it's just it, there was really kind of distinct chunks where you know one team was on top unquestionably, and then it completely flipped on its head, and then it flips again. How you've um, what have you made of it since last night? I think yeah, you, you get it right there. I gave it, I gave it several chunks rather than a game of two halves. Um, I think there was, I mean, I thought, as I thought, like, similar to Wednesday night, it started off quite well. Um, you know, they were knocking the ball about well. Thought they looked quite decent without being particularly threatening, and you know, sort of felt like a a little bit of a you know we've, we've seen this before. Um, I did think Emmy Marcondes made a difference in that kind of supporting striker role. I think you can you can see his class and his quality and. You know that that is going to make a difference as he gets up to to full fitness, as he gets up to um, you know up to speed. But at the same time, you know there were other players um, who just weren't really for me at the races. Um, I thought Ellie Yuan was particularly frustrating just because you kind of know what he's capable of and what he can do. You know he's got that magic touch, and just I don't think we see it enough. And you know I, I know we've said this before that is why he's at Hibs, but at the same time. If he has aspirations of moving on to you know bigger and better things after he spent time some time at Hibs, then I think there needs to be more consistency. There needs to be more more of the good bits and less of the not even bad bits. It's just sort of I don't know. It's, it's making the wrong decision, or it's you know trying to be an extra man when he doesn't need to, or he's throwing in a wee pirouette. And it's you know sometimes I think you just you need to do the, the straightforward stuff. And I think when you do the straightforward stuff and it comes off, that's you know that's when you get the. The, uh, the best chance of, of getting something from the game. And I think we saw that um, we saw that yesterday when, you know, obviously Hibs go 2-0 down. And I think about the hour mark when, you know, Nick Montgomery made that triple substitution and you're looking at, you know, the way things are going. And I think you and me looked at each other and we just said, there's, there's no way Hibs are coming back into this because we just haven't, we just haven't seen anything from Hibs, particularly in recent weeks that suggests that they have that metal, that they have the, the kind of minerals to recover from a setback like that. And, you know, I mean, I know they've come back from, you know, they've come back from goals down before, but, you know, two goals down and, you know, they just, they really didn't look like they had a hope. Kelly looked to be in the ascendancy and then, you know, sort of clever substitutions. And I think obviously the, the red card for Corey and Daba helped as well. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, as you say, just a really strange game with several kind of, you know, good, bad and, and ugly chunks to it. And... You know, I think the I think the main sort of problem now is sort of saying, well, yeah, there were some good bits, but a lot of the bad bits still remain. And you know, I mean, that's I think what that's what the sixth two-all draw that Montgomery's had since he came in, which is quite, you know, it's quite remarkable. And I think it probably sums Hibs up in the you know they've not you know not bad going forward, and they do have that threat. And we'll talk about. Um, Mizani Maulida and you know his his impact when he came off the bench, but you know you also look at the defence and like the second goal for Kelly especially was just 
and you can see it happening in slow motion. Like as soon as Danny Armstrong puts that ball across the six yard box, you think, oh, I think I know what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that whilst the, the bad bits remain, anything that's improved, any good bits, and there were good bits yesterday, and there were improvements, are going to be overshadowed because the problem that remains for Hibs is that defensively they are a bit of a nightmare. And that's been the case for quite some time. And, you know, I mean, the, head, the headlines of it would be that. You know, they didn't lose any ground in the league. They're somehow, you know, still sixth despite having not actually won a game since sort of the, the early part of December. But you know, again, it's just like it's the same the same failings are affecting them again and again and again. And you know, you would hope by the time the transfer window closes they have done something to to sort of mm-hmm. solve that. Because that if they can fix that or if they can at least make it better, then you know, they do have a chance of of improvement, they do have a chance of finishing where they want to. If they don't, then the rest of the season is 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 largely going to be a repeat of what we've seen on on Saturday and, and previous weeks as well. Yeah, uh huh. Um, it's just one of those games of extremes almost that makes it even having slept on it makes it quite difficult to to really form like a kind of definitive verdict on um, on what happened. I think. You know, you take, I mean, a two-all draw down at Rugby Park these days, you take that in isolation and it's a not bad result. I mean, Kamarnik are very strong at home. They've, you know, they're a team who know exactly what they're about. Um, they don't tend to give an awful lot away. Um, I mean, they've beaten Celtic twice at Rugby Park this season already. So that tells its own story. It is, you know, the kind of archetypal tough place to go um, in the Premiership at the moment. And so, I mean, I, coming away with a point down there, Especially have after having been two 0 down is you know it's not a bad outcome in the end, but there's so much within that that just kind of makes it a bit harder to 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 fathom out. I mean, I thought first you know twenty five minutes. I mean, really right up until Kamarnock scored, I thought Hibbs looked as kind of assured and as purposeful on the ball as they had done um, for quite some time. Um, I thought there was just there was a a bit more cohesion. Um, it, I think some of the problems at times, I mean, I think especially against Rangers in midweek, and it was a wee bit disjointed. Um, but, you know, it, it looked a lot better for that kind of initial 25 minutes. I thought, obviously, Emiliano had, a, had an awful lot to do with that. Um, he just added something, you know, completely different um, in that. So, I mean, he was playing, it's, it's been a kind of sort of support and striker role, but he did play it more like a sort of traditional number 10. That I thought, you know, he was he was picking up, you know, kind of areas in between midfield and defence, but then you'd all see him, at times he was the deepest player as well. He was kind of, yeah. he was everywhere. And it kind of, you know, we were a wee bit critical last last week about, you know, asking, you know, why is Montgomery so reluctant to deviate from the four four two? But I think with him in there, Certainly, the midfield it kind of it changes that a wee bit because it, it is you know on paper yeah it might still be you know four four two but I think with Emiliano in there it it becomes something different it is a lot more fluid in terms of um, you know having a sort of traditional you know number ten and amongst it who is picking up good areas he's linking the play I thought he helped especially in the first half I thought you know he, he was good for the likes of Dylan Levitt. Um, I thought he looked a bit more kind of purf- purposeful as well. Um, he was linking up. He had kind of he does always for me. He does always to look to try and play forward when it's on Dylan Levitt. And I thought and Marcondes having been there, he had somebody 
and then around there to link up with um, two guys that you know kind of on the same wavelength. But it was just so, <laughs> it was just so jarring. It, like after that, that that first goal goes in, and you know it's a it's a nothing ball into the box really. I mean, you know, come on, I'm going to try and do that. Armstrong, he loves coming back onto his left and either you know trying to shoot for the far post or as he did there, you know, trying to pick somebody out at the far post. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a classic big guy, out muscles, smaller guy at the back post. And Dylan Venti, he's, I, I, you can feel for him a wee bit because he is getting, he's, there's so much pressure on him. Um, you know, he is getting manhandled a bit and, you know, he's a striker trying to defend his back post. And I think he is a bit unfortunate in the end. Um, but just from there, everything that, that Hibs had done well in that, in the first, 2025, it just abruptly stopped. Um, obviously, you know, it's, you know, it's the old cliche, goals do change games and come on up, suddenly get their tails up a wee bit. Um, but it, it was just, I just found it really jarring how it, it just it just stopped completely. It was a bit, got a bit too frantic after that. You know, mm-hmm. did, I, I felt they were trying to go long. I mean, come on, it did change their, their sort of tactics a wee bit when they, when they saw... And you need maybe credit Derek McInnes a wee bit when he saw like how much uh, Emiliano was starting to influence the game. He he did kind of make a a mm. tweak to try and you know, compress that area. He had guys kind of stepping forward to try and you know just deny him space, and it did work for a for a time. Um, but I don't think that was you know it was as much about Hibs just stopping doing what they'd been doing well up until that point. Uh, and then the second goal again. It's just it's a nothing ball to the back post. Nobody deals with it. It's like you said. Like I think as soon as it, you saw it. Can I? It was almost in slow motion, just yeah. floating towards the back post. And you're like, oh, I know, I know exactly what's coming here. Um, but yeah, then after that, I mean, the game just completely swung again. Obviously, Joe Newell's goal, and I felt the momentum had, you know, the, what there had been a sort of distinct and significant turn in momentum even before Indaba got sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose we should take a moment to to um, just appreciate the volley from Joe Newell. I don't think he'll hit many better than that, will he? Probably not. And I mean, Derek McInnes was was very kind of complimentary about the about the goal afterwards, which you know kind of tells you how good it was when the opposition manager is obviously he was understandably unhappy with the VAR decision. He was unhappy having, you know, lost, well, sorry, not lost the game, but ended up drawing from a, a winning position. Um, but I, I think that the frustrating thing is that, you know, that's, Joe Newell can do things like that. I mean, that's that's as supposedly his weaker foot and he's doing something like that. Why is he not doing that, like, you know, four or five times a season? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, it yeah. happens and it's great. Like, you know, if, if, if the strikers are struggling to, to sort of score goals, and obviously Venti's had some, you know, quite kind of well, we've discussed we've discussed discussed it quite a lot. He has struggled for service. He's been dropping deep, and you know we, we hope that having Marcondes in there is going to hopefully help him be able to play further up the park. But again, it was noticeable against Kilmarnock. He was dropping deep, and he was playing. You know, you look at the average positions, and he, he is sort of a lot deeper than you would want him to be. And mm-hmm. you know, that's maybe the style. That's maybe the style of, of, of the way they're playing under Montgomery. It may be something to do with Kilmarnock, but it's you would want him further forward. But you know, if your midfielders are going to be chipping in the goals, which you look at Josh Campbell, you know, he's sidelined at the moment and you're not getting much out of him. Dylan Levitt obviously had a bit of a reputation for that at the United, but he's not, you know, he's not really had the chance, if you like, to to show what he can do. And then, you know, Joe Newell comes out of nowhere, does something like that. But the frustrating thing is that, you know, he's obviously he can do that. 
and he he has that he has that in soccer. But why don't we see that more times a season? Like it's great when it happens, but you know, mm-hmm. you look at the goal he scored against uh, Luzerne back in August, which was you know a very good strike, and then you know there's, there's kind of like there's nothing, and then there's this, and you know if. I mean, I know that it's kind of a standing joke now that whenever you speak to Joe Newell after he scored a goal or just in general, he sort of says, yes, I need to add more goals to my game. And he does. Um, I mean, he, he feels like such a polarising figure amongst the hip support. There's there's those who think he's the best thing since sliced bread. There's those who think he needs to do more. There's, you know, those who think he has sort of like one good game in five. I mean, we won't, you know, we're not here to discuss Joe Newell. It was, it was a very good goal. And... You know, I think I think any sort of goal probably would have helped Hibs in terms of confidence and in, in terms of helping the pendulum swing. But you know, such a good goal and to come to come rel- out of relatively nothing, I suppose. You know, it was Rory Whitaker, you know, another substitution. We'll talk about you know the substitutes impact, but you know his cross, which isn't really cleared by the Kilmarnock defence, and then you know Newell just hits it first time. I mean, we saw a few shots from similar areas from Hibs that just went you know high into the the Chadwick stand behind the goal, or they were blocked, or they were saved and. It's it's just that it felt again. It felt a little bit like Hibs and microcosm. It's like you can do the good bits well. So why do we not see more of it? Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to detract because it was it was a very good goal. Um, it will no doubt be the the sort of the watch winner. Um, you know, when Hibs do their their kind of goal of the month contest, I don't think there'll be any any uh, any contest which is unfair on uh, on Mizani because his his goal was almost as good. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean the the style of the, the the style of the goal, the nature of it was just one of those things where you know Kamarnik is sort of thinking, sake, you know, like it's yeah, just one of those goals. You're not stopping it, and you know, I think I do think that sort of helped the tide turn. But you're right, the tide was turning before then. I think I do think the triple substitution helped. I think bringing on, uh, particularly Mazzani, I think you know he. I know he's still getting up to speed and he has this sort of a bit of an unknown quantity, but, you know, he's got that pace and he's got that sort of trickery and, you know, it's, it's difficult to know how to deal with him. And, I mean, I, I was surprised at the time when he took um, took Kanayo off because I thought he'd I thought he performed pretty solidly. Um, but I think when you bring on Rory Whitaker, you get that, you get more of an attacking uh, intent than you get from Kanayo. And, you know, I think we, we saw that with him. You know, he, he got forward, he was, you know, final third, puts in the cross mm-hmm. and, it's, it's little things like that, and you do sort of think, well, yeah. Montgomery has spoken so much about the importance of subs and, you know, what they can do, and it's not so much sort of having a strong start in 11 that play for 70 to 75 minutes, and then you start making changes when boys are looking tired. You know, it's about, you know, the style that he wants him to play. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of running. Psychologically, physically, it's tiring, and you need boys to come on who can, you know, just make a difference, who can pick up where... You know the starter has left off and and add something a bit more. And I think I think we saw that yesterday. And you know Christian Doidge, another sub, so close at the end to to snatching that for Hibs. Yeah, and, you know that's that's something that we've not seen because of the the amount of injuries and there's boys weighing into national duty at the moment. You've not seen we've not really seen like a strong bench. There's not been a lot on there to come on and, and change games. And even even with the players who are still out injured and away in international duty, I think you know Hibs are slowly getting to a stage where they have. They have players on the bench who can come on and can make a positive impact. And rather than thinking, oh yeah, okay, if he throws on him, then he, he might be able to get a goal. It becomes, you know, we've got a really good chance here of getting something from this game because you know we've got the likes of Mizani or um, you know, Rory Whitaker and you know Christian Doidge coming on, Luke Amos coming off the bench as well. I know 
I think you said at the time you were a bit surprised because you felt keeping Levitt on might have been good because, mm-hmm. you know, Hibs were in the ascendancy. But, you know, it's, it's, I suppose if you're Montgomery, you're thinking about, you know, do we want to try and, do we talk about trying to secure a point here or do we want to risk going for three and end up getting nothing? So, but yeah, it's, I just feel like, you know, yesterday's, yesterday's game was just kind of like Hibs, Hibs season in microcosm. Like some really good bits, especially in the final third, some like horrific stuff in defence. And, you know, just, you just, so you're left, you, you're leaving the game sort of thinking, what, what, what actually happened there? Like what, you know, yeah, what did I, I say? Look, what, I, yeah. what, what, what side of the fence they I fall down on here? And I think it's yeah. maybe one of those occasions where it is uh, acceptable just to sit on the fence and not like, not go too overboard about the bad bits and not too excited by the good bits. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, well, that's fair. As you can see, I'm still trying to. I mean, we're 17 minutes into this now, and then we are, you know, several hours since full time, and I'm still trying to work this out. Uh, so I think that kind of tells you a lot about um, about that 90 minutes. Uh, but you make a good point about the subs, and it's just, I don't, I mean, in, in some sense, I don't even need to really expand on that too much. Just having subs who can come on and impact a game, it's, it's like, you know, what, what a concept. Uh, and I think. It, it certainly made a difference, you know. I think Nick Montgomery is, you know, he's spoken about how he wants to give, you know, young players opportunities, but at the same time, he's sort of caveated that with it's not fair to put, you know, huge responsibility on these 16, 17 year old guys mm-hmm. to go on to a pitch, you know, in a, in a you know, kind of situation of adversity and expect them to be the difference makers. You know, these are boys who are, who are still learning, who are still picking up, you know, kind of valuable experience as they go. And, you know, the hope is that their time will come eventually to be those guys. But it's not it's not just now. And it's, it's, it's completely unfair to, to put that on them. And the manager has said that as much as he's, you know, he's been um, willing to give them opportunities. But it's just when you, you can bring on the likes of, you know, Mazzani, and he just, he did change the game. I felt uh, it was, I think it was interesting, you know, to see him go out to that left-hand side role where he'd been a, he'd been the kind of second striker uh, against Rangers, and I, he didn't really, he didn't really do it for me there, but again, you know, you kind of got to caveat that with the guys yeah. that played for several months, and he, but... Uh, but just compared to the impact that you know Emiliano had in that position straight away, you know you can tell he looked entirely comfortable in that role. I wasn't sure Mazzani was. I thought he looked mm-hmm. much more comfortable going out onto the left hand side, and he maybe didn't play so much as a, a kind of out and out winger. It was, it was kind of maybe a wide forward almost because you know you see for his goal the run the run he makes is is a good it's a striker's run really. Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of out it's that out to in. Um, whereas you know we hadn't really seen that a lot, f- certainly from my perspective. Um, in the rest of the game, um, we obviously you had Jair out on the left to, to begin with, and Yuan on the right, and then they obviously switched in the first half. So that run, yeah, that was a, I mean that was a clever run, really, really clever, and it was kind of taking advantage as well of you know Kamarnock's backline at that point. They they were kind of forced to go man for man. They were sort of. And you know when you're you're doing that, you're you're more liable to get pulled, you know, mm-hmm. to and fro. Um, so it was a clever run, good touch, and uh, really composed finish as well. So just everything about it was 
um, was really impressive. Um, and you're kind of hoping that, you know, he can, I mean, this is a guy who's, you know, he's, as I said there, he's not, he's hardly played um, over these last few months. And when he has been playing, it's, you know, it's been quite low level football. Yeah. This is obviously a step up. Um, but the talent's evident and you're just hoping that, you know, <laughs> Hibs is the place where he can finally, even if it's just for a few months, to start putting it all together consistently because the ability is obviously, it's definitely there. Um, just that chat, the chance for Deutsch as well. It was a, I think seeing it back last night, it was, it, it, it is high. Do you know what I mean? He has to really, he's at sort of maximum, you know, leap to try and get anything on it. But it almost looks as if it, it came off the side of his head in the end. And it's just one of those, I think on another day, it, it kind of drops a bit lower. He gets it, you know, kind of middle of the forehead and has got up the road somehow well, three points. In fairness, um, though, I mean, Dodge is the kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, Dodge is the kind of striker who, like, he scores goals off his shoulder, off his shin, off his knee. Yeah. So if he was going to score, like, you know, the winning goal from a header, it would be off the side <laughs> of his head. To be fair, I think that, the, the, yeah, the goal against Forfar was quite unorthodox, wasn't it? That was more a kind of flick backwards. So, yeah. He's, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's, he's, he has shown that he is, he is capable with all sides, all angles of his head. Um, but I, it was a, it's one of those ones you think oh, you've got to put that in the context of the game. You've got to put that away. Uh, I did think it was in at the time. Like our vantage point wasn't, wasn't <laughs> perfect, but it, did, it looked like it was going to drop in. It's a bit similar actually to uh, to Benty's own goal for Kamara's mm-hmm. first. It just it looks like it was just going to drop inside, and you know, it's it's one of those where you think if things are going his way, I mean, if they can get a bit more luck, um, mm-hmm. obviously. I think, you know, you make your own luck and I think, you know, that's something Hibs have to work on. If they do want to have these lucky moments, then they do have to sort of work on uh, other parts of the game, shall we say, um, which, you know, we've, we've addressed countless times in these videos. And I think that, yeah, as we say, on another day that goes in and, you know, we're sitting here talking about an unlikely come from behind win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, in the, in the circumstances, I do, I do think that, a point from being two goals down and seemingly well out of the game um, is probably not not the worst result. I think the I think the team will probably take a bit of confidence from that, and you would just hope that they can build on the good bits from mm-hmm. the good bits from to uh, from this weekend's game, from yesterday's game, and take that into next weekend, and and you know hopefully stamp out some of the kind of really bad bits. Um, I mean, we know. You know, transfer deadline day is upon us, and you know Montgomery's been very clear about bringing in, um, you know, another another centre back. I think Owen, Owen Bevan's been mentioned. I think the problem is though, like you know, one one player I don't think is going to completely fix all the issues. No, and I it's think it's quite dangerous to think like that as well, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think anyone is to be honest. I think, I mean, you know, Montgomery's spoken before about this transfer window almost being a kind of. You know, it's, you kind of stick a plaster on things, and then you know, hope that it carries you to the summer, and that's when you can, um, that's when you can sort of do a proper rebuild. I mean, it, I think this month has ended up being more of a rebuild than we expected. I think last month he was talking about one or two signings. We've already, we've already seen four through the door, and um, you know, another one likely on the way. But I mean, you, you know, you look at you look at elements of the the Rangers game in midweek. You look at elements yesterday and. Like yes, the defence needs to be doing better, and collectively, it's not great. Individually, not great. You know, you have moments like Jordan Abita against Rangers. I thought he was, he was decent again um, yesterday as well. To you know, to give him his due. 
I think Will Fish still has a bit more to offer. I think he's, you know, there are times when he plays really well and you can sort of see why he's at Manchester United and, you know, why why Hibs was so keen to bring him back in. But at the same time, there are, you know, he is still 20 and there are times that you just sort of see that, you know, the performance isn't where it should be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's also not helping the fact that you've kind of got a constantly rotating left centre half. Is it Paul Hanlon? Is it Rocky Bashiri? We've had, what, three, four different uh, players, maybe even five at right back since the start of the season. Um, and that, you know, that's going to that's, that's unsettle everyone. You can't get any sort of consistency and cohesion. And, you know, you, you would hope and you would assume, I think, as well, I think it's a safe assumption that by the end of the window, and when you've got boys coming back for international duty and injury, that you know, there will be a kind of a set back four who, you know, can kind of work together and try and cut out these sort of basic mistakes that are sort of seriously harming Hibs. Um, and it's it's not enough to sort of think, well, you know, it's all right if we're letting three because the attacking qualities that we've got, we'll score four at the other end and we'll be fine. I mean, you can you cannot run a football team on those bases. And I'm not saying Hibs are, but it does feel a little bit like, it does feel a little bit like, you know, at the moment, Hibs could be a lot better than, you know, their lead position suggests. They could be getting better results. And it's it's really just, it's just the defence. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been, it's needed sorted for some time. I mean, I sound like a broken record here, but it has needed sorted for some time. It hasn't been sorted. And I think until Hibs do that, then they're going to be stuck in, I don't want to say limbo, because that maybe seems a little unfair. But, you know, I think we we have seen enough from, you know, the, the glimpses that we've seen of like some Marcondes, Amos, um, Mizani, Nathan Mariah Welsh as well, you know, comes with quite high stock. And, you know, I think that's, you know, looking looking forward to seeing him in action to see what he was going to bring to the team and how he can um, contribute. But, you know, it's, it's the, I think there ends, there's a lot of pressure on whoever comes in as the, the centre back, assuming that all goes to plan and Hibs do manage to bring, um, bring someone in before the deadline. But, you know, it's just, it, it needs to be better at the back. And, you know, you think if it's better at the back, then surely that will kind of, you know, translate to the rest of the team. Performances will be better, it'll be more solid um, in the defensive third. And then you can build on that. It's, uh, you know, people talk about like the spine of the team. And, you know, the moment Hibs are a bit spineless. And it's just mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, um, it, it's difficult because, you know, <laughs> Obviously, you've got players away in international duty. That doesn't help for getting consistency. But at the same time, like, just get the basics right. Like, you know, there are players who are in there and it's like, just do do the simple things and do them well. And, you know, that's your starting point. And at the moment, we're not seeing that. And, you know, Montgomery will be aware of this. He'll know, he'll know what needs to be sorted. You've got David Gray on the coaching staff. I know he tends to deal with set pieces or he certainly used to. But, you know, he, he knows what, what needs done. He knows... You know how to sort of help. Um, you know how to get the best out of the defence, and you know I think you you just sort of think that has to be sort of number one aim at the moment is just shoring up that defence and you know just yeah just kind of going from there. And you know I think like I was saying, if, if they don't do that, then you know the season's going to be a, it's going to be disappointing to be quite to be quite blunt. Mm-hmm. If they do manage to shore it up, then who knows? You know everything could click, but. Yeah, remains to be seen. I mean, I think you're you're spot on about it just being just being basics. I mean, there was nothing you know complicated, particularly about Kamarnock's goals yesterday. Stop, a, stop the crosses! Stop yeah, the crosses! I mean, yeah. I, I said this on Twitter actually. Like Emmy Marcondes' reaction to Ellie Yuan's attempt 
to block Danny Armstrong's cross for the first goal was really telling. It was just, I mean, it was just a sort of like, you know, it was just a sort of, you know, obviously a player there who's um, in Mark Hollandes, who's obviously played at a high level. And, you know, it was just, you don't often see that. And I just think it was sort of sheer frustration that if Elliot had been a bit more switched on, then he could have gotten in the way of the cross and could have stopped it. And then there's not a goal. And, you know, the, the outcome of the whole game could be entirely different. And it's just that sort of, you know, it's just those basics. Stop the cross. Don't let them put balls into the box because we know, you know, we know how it's just sort of completely go to pieces when crosses come in. So yeah. if that's the case and you're still, you've still got a makeshift defence or you haven't got a first choice uh, back forward, then just stop crosses. Again, it's just sort of, it's so straightforward and, you know, it's just, it's frustrating because you're watching it thinking, you know, that's all you need to do. Just stop the cross from coming over and stand in, stand in front of them, get in the way. And he's not doing it and, yeah, it's it must be, I appreciate, like, it must be frustrating for Montgomery to watch that because, you know, I know that people have been sort of questioning his, his sort of, like, coaching abilities recently and sort of saying, well, you know, why, why could we not, why could he not get the best out of the players? He can be telling them what to do. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to do it on the pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's he's he's sort of limited in the the influence he can have. I mean, you can tell somebody five, six, seven times, this is what to do, this is when to do it, this is how to do it. And if they don't do it, then you know that's on them rather than him. So you know, it must be so frustrating. Yeah, I, I mean, I, sometimes I wonder is it, the fact that it's basics is that more frustrating sometimes for supporters and or less so because. You could maybe look at it from a sense of, you know, fix the basics. Okay, that should be quite easily fixable. Or is it then more frustrating because they just, you know, that should be the case anyway, I think. It's the latter, uh, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up quickly. Yeah, but I mean, I think if, if yes. you don't if you do not do it, if you don't do the basics, like, I think you're just going to see more and more games like yesterday. You know, it's that stat you pointed out earlier about the amount of two-all draws, which then, you know, suggests Hibs are either constantly getting themselves into strong positions and then throwing it away or having to, you know, go on rescue missions like they did yesterday. And yeah, I suppose it's, you know, it's it makes an entertaining um, 90 minutes for the neutral. But I think in terms of just in finding consistency and results, it, it makes that nigh on impossible. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. And you'd think that, you know, there needs to be um, somebody coming in before the deadline. I think that the back line needs a bit of a hand. Um, you know, you've got Will Fish in there, 20 years old, and he he's played the most minutes of any Hibs player this season. You know, he's very very rarely getting a breather. And, you know, 20 is, you know, I think for centre-backs who tend to, you know, come into their prime a fair bit later than you know, guys in other positions, he's still a very young guy. Uh, not relatively, you know, new still to senior football, and you're you're going to get mistakes from him. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying he made any, you know, kind of huge glaring errors yesterday, but I think you know it's a kind of collective. You're getting mistakes across the back four, yeah. um, and I think that's especially going to happen when there's young players, and also the fact as well that you're, you know, you're rightly pointing out as well that there's not been a lot of consistency. And I think you know, players themselves will tell you that one of the key things to you know, kind of building a cohesive defensive unit. It's just having consistency and familiarity with playing with each other, knowing exactly um, what you're all about in that area. Um, But yeah, as you say, we're still a few days left at the transfer window. And, you know, Nick Montgomery did seem quite optimistic that Hibs would be able to bring in a defender before the end of it. Um, 
So, yeah, we'll see what the next few days bring uh, at Easter Road. I would be surprised if there's nobody else coming in through the door. Um, obviously, there's great efforts being made to make that happen. Um, as far as today goes, we'll have more reaction from yesterday's game on the Hibs Observer website later on tonight and on our YouTube channel. Um, you'll be able to hear from Mazani Malida about yesterday's game and his first Hibs goal. Um, if you do check out the YouTube channel, uh, we really, really would appreciate it, folks, if uh, you were able to subscribe. It makes a huge difference to us to, to be able to keep doing these videos and to be able to keep bringing you um, Hibs content to the best of our ability. Um, but for today, yeah, that's all from us. I uh, just want to thank you, as always, for joining us, and we'll see you again next time.